1: the professionals choice reaching the customer on an emotional level Well, what is that we're going to talk about this coming up on this podcast with Brigham Dickinson of power selling pros now he got his start basically training call handlers on how to answer the phone and deal with customers then he transitioned and started to train technicians on the same thing now Let's face it, guys, we are all in the business to make money. That's kind of the the, the end goal is to make money and to make as much of it as possible, right? So if we can reach a customer on an emotional level right off the bat and continuously do that, our chances of creating business, sustaining business is going to be there, so if we can't do this, if we can't reach the customer that way, the next company that rolls through, knocks on their door, if their price is cheaper, the same, or even higher, if they like that person better, you're going to lose business. Because if they don't like you, guess what? You don't have a like to stand on. So reaching customers on an emotional level is the discussion. And Brigham's going to take you through some stories and... I'm going to take you through some stories, and he's going to give you some steps and some pointers on how we can do this. It's a very interesting conversation, guys. Stay tuned. Listen up. This is the HVAC Know-It-All podcast, and I'm your host, Gary McCready.
2: Actually, for this segment here, I'm in a ceiling space working on a carrier heat pump, looking at a board that's off on high pressure says it's in fault retry, but I haven't seen it retry, and it's been 10 minutes at least. So I don't really get this fault retry. I've looked it up in the manual, and it doesn't give you any information besides, hey, it's slow flashing in a fault retry. I'll wait it out a little bit more and see what happens, but in the meantime, guys, I posted the YJ torque wrench on all the channels this past week there, and a lot of people are coming back saying they've bought it and they love it. Mini splits, VRVs, VRFs, whatever you you call them, they're all the rage these days, so making sure your flare is torqued correctly is gonna go far in making sure you got no callbacks because of leaks and whatnot. And Nylog is also gonna help with that, 100%. A lot of manufacturers say they don't want it in their system, hey, there it goes, it just retried. A lot of manufacturers say they don't want it in their system, but I'm telling you right now, I haven't seen a report that says Nylog causes any issues. In fact, techs all over North America and the world are using it on their mini splits to make sure they don't have leaks. That's the real facts right there. Okay, the other thing I want to mention again is of course my pal Joshua Liu, he's like, hey man, House Call Pro's the best and from what I hear from technicians out there, House Call Pro is number one at the top of the list when it comes to Software for dispatching, invoicing, you name it. So, if you're in the market for it, when it slows down, you want to check it out. Go to housecallpro.com forward slash HVAC. Know it all. Leave the landing page in the podcast summary for you to check out as well.
1: Good morning, Brigham. How are you doing today? I'm well. How are you, Gary? I'm good. I'm good. And, uh, I just got off the roof actually to, to call you. <laughs> I was, uh, doing some, uh, some PMs and it's just about 12, uh, noon here. So I'm taking my lunch break to talk to you and I will, uh, I'll go through the drive through later and get a coffee. No big deal. But this, this to me is more important because we, y- you have something cool to talk about and, uh, and I want to get your story out as to what you do and, and how you do it. And, um, maybe we can start here by kind of, we, we had a, a previous conversation before we, we hopped on to, to record about what it is you do. And I mentioned the word soft skills and you kind of changed my um,
2: my wording on that
1: a little bit and, and changed it to more human skills, which I think is actually a better uh, description of, of what we're going to talk about. So maybe you can jump in and, and describe those skills a little bit and then I'll kind of ask you how you... Well, what you're doing and and how you're doing it, and you can you can jump in with some of your credentials as to why you're doing this,
0: yeah, well, ten years ago it was all about having the expertise to go in and fix the box, and it wasn't as
1: necessary or at least known as necessary when you say the box to, uh, so you mean you mean the fix mechanical equipment type thing right you got it okay, got you got it, it. Yep.
0: yeah. And so, uh, the, the intent, uh, is to work with the customer, connect with the customer on an emotional level, uh, and create a wild well experience to them so that, uh, it, it gives you some leeway. You see, when they like you and your customer likes you, and whether it's commercial work, whether it's re- residential work, um, you've got to have a relationship, uh, with the person that you're working with. And so it's not just about going in and fixing this or that it's about, uh, creating a connection with and a relationship with, uh, those you're working with. And you don't want to call it soft skills because, uh, when you're talking to technicians, the last thing you, 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 they want to be is soft. So, uh, yeah, it's absolutely, uh, human, uh, techniques or, or, or human skills, uh, for that very reason that, uh, uh, we're working with humans. Uh, it is about humans. Um, So why not develop our human skills as opposed to soft skills?
1: Exactly. So, what it is like? What it is you're doing? You've you've built a um, a career out of doing this, right? So maybe go into the the history that you had told me about before, as to how you figured out that you were good at that, and then what you're doing now with it, and then we can get into how how one can develop these human skills a little bit better. Yeah.
0: So eleven years ago. I had an idea, and the idea was to train uh, call handling teams. I used to do the marketing for a company called Arctic Air in Chico, California, uh, and this was years and years ago. And uh, the owner of the company, his name is Royal Hockley, and uh, he's he's fantastic. He's a great uh, owner. In fact, in Chico, California, I don't know if you um, know where Chico's at, but it's a really small market. in in that area. And the guy does 13 million in that area. Um, Small college town uh, does uh, extremely well for himself. And that's where I got my start. And uh, while I was there, I had the opportunity to work with a guy by the name of uh, Kevin Comerford, who owns uh, another company uh, called uh, Service Champions in uh, Concord, California. And uh, his shop is, massive. He's a partner with another company in Southern California. Um, and together they'll probably do about 60, 70 million. But Kevin, uh, pulled away, uh, to uh, 20 years ago to see how I was answering the phones. And, uh, he trained me on, on how to answer the phones. It was pretty cool. But, uh, after a while I left, started my own marketing company and as I'm working with my marketing company, uh, they started telling me that the leads were no good. And I said, what do you mean the leads are no good? Well, they just want a ballpark price, and they just want to know what you dress throughout, and they just want to talk to a technician. And I said, well, those are those are leads. And he says, well, no, no, we're, we're, we're just used to people ready to have us come out. I'm like, well, no, you, you need training. That's what you need. And it got to the point where he was about to fire us because he didn't like our leads. And I said, "Look, I will train them myself. I know how to do it. I've done it. I used to work at Arctic Air. I used to answer the phones. I was trained by the guy. I was trained by a guy named Kevin Cufford. I can do this." And uh, he said, "All right, I'll give you a shot." So I started training his team, and I got my first client. Uh, I was working for free, training him on on. Human skills, human to human skills over the phone. And it's very simple. A customer gets on the phone and, and they say, hey, uh, what do you charge for this or what do you charge for that? Instead of, oh, I'm sorry, we don't give pricing over the phone, or even worse, giving them an, an estimate over the phone. They say, well, tell me more about your situation, what's going on. Well, I've got this air conditioner, it's blowing hot air. My gosh, that's terrible. How long has it been doing that? All oh, the last couple of days. Well, we can definitely help you with that. When would you like us out? Oh, this afternoon would be good. So, what just happened there? That's a human-to-human interaction where we're not focused on the problem itself, per se, but we're focused on the emotion that the consumer is feeling. The consumer, whether it's in the home or over the phone, has an emotional need, three of them. First, they want to know that you understand. Okay? They need it. It's an emotional need they have. They need to know that you understand. Uh, and the same applies in the home. The customer needs to know that you understand the situation. And you've got to take time to show them that you understand. Second one is they need to know that you care. Okay. There's nothing worse than indifference and apathy in our industry. There's just no place for it. Okay. People are surprised when it happens, especially in the residential realm. You know, they're about to spend an extra $15,000 and they don't know where they're going to get it. Okay. There, There needs to be some caring involved there and some empathy. And lastly, Um, they need to know that you can help, that you are the one that is going to come in and save the day. All right. So those three, they need to be understood, cared about, and reassured that they've called the right place. And so that's all we did. And that's all I taught. So I drive, um, I had an opportunity to go to New York because I had a few, uh, client, uh, leads there. Um, and, um, so we, uh, i got on the, i got on the plane to find a new york didn't have much money in my pockets uh I went to the first lead in new york and uh it didn't go very well the guy gave me five minutes of his time after making me wait an hour it was awful and then i uh, drive over a bridge to staten island and i uh, talked to the manager there find out he's not the decision maker and and so, uh, messed up on that one. And then I drive over to, uh, New Jersey a company called gold Medal. visit with him, uh, with the owner there, uh, Mike and fantastic guy. Um, and, uh, it, uh, was promising, but he didn't sign anything. I was about to fly home empty handed, uh, saw that my flight was leaving at two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, I decided that I had a few more minutes to call everybody. Uh, of course, the guy in New York didn't give me the time of day over the phone. Uh, second guy, I was able to get a hold of the, the decision maker over the phone and schedule an appointment for later. Then I called the guy back in New Jersey. And the guy said, why don't you come back in and let's talk some more. And I go back in and he signs while I was there. Uh, so I didn't go home empty handed. And after that experience, that one client that signed up, uh, we got uh, 20 different accounts over about seven Uh, months just referrals from him very influential guy Mike is and uh, I ended up hiring all my friends
2: I don't have a lot of
0: friends but they all started working with me (laughs) and uh and uh uh, today we train over 800 uh uh, call handlers they go through a a certification program takes about a year and a half to complete kind of like a university and uh we coach them one-on-one twice a month using their own phone calls and
1: uh but you also, about you also, t, um, train technicians as well, right?
0: Yeah. So about two years ago, um, one of my clients said, what you're teaching, uh, call handlers is amazing. It's a major need in our industry. But here's the thing. I have five technicians for every call handler in my office. Can you please teach them these human to human skills that you're teaching the call handlers? And I said, absolutely. Of course I can. And so uh, my team and I developed uh, a couple of trainings and it's been going game busters. We've uh, just this year alone, we've done 65 in-person trainings uh, with technicians. Uh, so
1: and yeah. Reaching, reaching, fact, reaching I was going to say sort of ahead. reaching um, the customer on an emotional level is, is huge. And, and there's certain, and, and, and I've done this in, in my career and, half of the time I don't even realize I'm doing it. And I'll tell you why is because if I like somebody, if I like a customer, I kind of want to not hang out with them, but I kind of want to talk to them. I want to see how their day's go, on. I'll look at pictures of their kids. I'll show them pictures of my kids. We'll talk about their weekend. And yeah, maybe I would hang out with them outside of of work for sure. But the emotional connection comes by sharing uh, your experiences in life what you're doing with your family, what you did on holiday, things outside of the realm of business. And that's where I think emotional connections happen. And you have a, a cool story about going through the drive through with your son. I know it has nothing to do with, with HVAC or plumbing or electro or, or anything to do with technicians, but it's a story of how you can connect with a customer um, on, on a certain level. Why don't you go and tell that story? Yeah. With, about the so I was, Yeah.
0: So I was uh, I was driving through a Chick Fil A with my son Isaac, uh, and he was six years old. at the Time and at Chick Fil A, it's pretty cool because you've got a lady with the headset, or, or a gentleman, but most of the time it was it was a lady. But that, uh, that they've got a headset, and they take your name, they take your order, and then you go to the you go to the window and you get your food, which is great. But well, we drive up, up to the uh, line at Chick Fil A, which is customary. And the lady with the headset takes my name, takes my order, and I always order lemonade for my son. My son and I get lemonade. That's what we always do. Except this time he wants root beer. In fact, he tried to convince me that he always gets root beer, and I knew that wasn't true. So uh, I'm driving to the window apologizing to my son uh, uh, for not getting him root beer. And the lady through the window, first thing she says is, it's Brigham. And I'm looking at her going, wow, do I come that often? Here's some root beer for your son. And I grabbed the root beer. I give it to my son. He stops crying. And I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Now, as I drove off, I was wowed, right? Cause what did she do? What what she did was, so she, she gave me what I needed, not what I ordered. And obviously she took a bit of risk there, but it was a, a very successful risk. Um, and, and, and that's the power of it. That's the power of, of, um, listening and empathizing and reassuring. Uh I couldn't figure out how she knew my name until after I drove I drove away. The lady with the headset took my name first, took my order. And then she gave that information to the lady at the window and the and the lady at the window acted on that. Gave me what I needed, not what I ordered. Very powerful thing.
1: Yeah, that happens a lot with, um, customer and technicians where a customer will say, I need this or sorry, I want you to do this, but the technician needs to go in and say, listen, well, maybe you want that, but I'm going to see what you actually need and tell you what you need and go from there. And then, and then I think that build builds a trust because if, if, if the homeowner thinks, or the client thinks that, Oh, my system's low on, on refrigerant, I need to, to put some refrigerant in it. Well, you're like, yeah, I can do that for you, no problem. But let me see what the actual problem is, and maybe not. Maybe you just have a loose fan belt. Maybe you just have a dirty coil. I will figure that out and tell you what you need, not not what you want. And I think that's huge when it comes to customer relations, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, you are the expert. You're the expert. Um, and, and the minute uh, we, we let them decide, okay, I mean, Freon is a great example. People call in all the time. Asking what we, what we charge for a pound of uh, freon. What do you charge for a pound of freon? Okay, cool. Tell me more about your situation. How do you know you need freon? Well, uh, my neighbor got freon, and uh, his works great, and I just need it to work for a little bit longer. Okay, great. The only reason why I ask is because um, if you need freon, it shouldn't need freon. Your system shouldn't need it. Uh, if it does need Freon, it's because it likely has a hole somewhere where it shouldn't have a hole. Um so we can keep putting a bandaid on that. I mean, not even a bandaid. We're just filling it back up so that it could, you know, slowly <laughs> emit into our air or what have you. Uh, but it's broken. It's got a hole in it. And, uh, it, it could be anything. And it's, it, it is a matter of coming out there. So, so, uh, Instead of, I mean, would you be surprised if we came out and we found that it wasn't free on that you needed? Yeah, I'd be really surprised by that. Well, why don't you let us come out and, and, and take a look at it? If it is free on, we'll give you a price on that. And if it's something else, we'll give you a price on that. When would you like us out? Same thing in the hall right mm-hmm. okay great you think it's free on fantastic if i look at it and i find as i'm looking at it that it's not free on would you be surprised by that same thing yeah i'd be really surprised so let's go and look at it together and if it's not free on, i'll i'll let you know and then we can go from there and but you're absolutely right it's it is about it is about diagnosing what they need not necessarily what they initially asked for
1: exactly so, so i th- i think this conversation leads up to technicians that are young coming into the the field or technicians that don't really have human skills. How do we start to implement, like how, how do we start to teach them how to use these skills when they, for instance, ring the doorbell, what should they be doing first? And then, um, therefore after to, to, to create that emotional connection with, with the customer.
0: Okay. So here's what I would do. I'd be working with, um, you can talk about behavior all day in order to change behavior. But what I found as I've taught human to human skills is that, uh, truth has, uh, a much stronger effect on behavior than a study of behavior on behavior. Here's what I, let me just tell you what I mean by that. Um, when we teach, a set of principles, for example, um, instead of going to a technician and saying a young technician and saying, Hey, uh, would you put a smile on your face when you, before you knock on, on door, would you just please do that? Well, now it's this crazy obligation. And, and, and the first thing I want to do is, is not do that and yeah. see if I can't make the sale anyway. So you can't, you can't say here's a behavior enter to change behavior. It just doesn't work that way. You got to teach truth. Now here's truth. Um, look people want to be around you, uh, when you're positive and you get a smile on your face. You know, when somebody says, Hey, how are you doing? They really don't want to know how you are. They really don't. They, unless you're you're super tickle pink happy and they don't want to hear about, I'm glad you asked, man. I've I've had a really bad week, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to hear that. (laughs) No one does. And so, uh, they ask how you're doing, expecting you to say, I'm fantastic. I'm great. I'm wonderful. And, and, and you know what? Some, some who are listening to podcasts might think, well, man, that's fake. That's contrived. Uh, so what? Because you know and I know that most of the time we don't, we don't, we're not counselors. Okay. I'm not a psychologist, right? I, I, I I want to know you're having a great day because who knows, maybe I'm not having a great day. And the reason why I'm asking you is so I can get some positive energy from you. Take some of that positive energy and, and, uh, and, uh, use it. You see, people need energy. And when you, and when you emit positive energy, people want to be around you. They want to talk to you. And, uh, the crazy thing about misery is that it loves company. Those negative Nellies. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's, it's It's like um, uh, I'm sure you've heard the, the uh, metaphor of crabs in a, in a crab bucket. You put one crab in a crab bucket, guess what? That crab's going to get out of that bucket. But if you put a lot of crabs in that crab bucket, not one crab is getting out of that bucket. Why? Because they are all pulling at each other to get out of the bucket. It's just negativity. It's pure negativity and it sucks the life out of everyone. Do not be negative. You gotta be positive. So now what have I just done? I've taught the principle, the truth behind hey, put a smile on your face when you when you talk to the customer. Again, truth has a much stronger ability to change behavior than a study of behavior to change behavior. Mm -hmm. So we wanna stay focused on truths, especially with, with with uh younger technicians uh for example some of those younger technicians want uh, everything now right they want to be the lead tech now they want to be this now they want to be that now well one of the things that we need to teach them is that look there's two things you cannot fast forward you cannot fast forward time and you cannot fast you can't force experiences and you need both uh to, to be where others are at. Now, it may be that you learn it faster. And that's awesome. You know, with proactivity and listening to podcasts and, and, uh, reading books, um, on a regular basis and, and, and studying and learning, uh, from your peers that have been in it longer than you have. Absolutely. You can speed up time, but you still need time to get where you want to be. Um, and experiences, look, What you know, what you've learned in class is all fine and good. It's great. It's wonderful. But knowing alone is akin to ignorance. You've you've got to experience it. You've just got to experience it. And you've got a pretty good idea as to what to do, but only until you are doing it do you really know what you're talking about. You see, this is what separates players from fans. You'll notice there's a whole lot more fans than there are players. Why? Because the players – have earned their right to play because of their experiences yeah, and their work. Makes sense. So I'm teaching principles, truths to change behavior. Um, and that is the best way to do it. Uh, not just young technicians, but with young people in general, you know, you've got an amazing opportunity with, and let's just use the bad word. That, and it's so crazy. to has become a bad word. Millennials. Right. Um, if, if somebody were to come up to me and say, oh, you're just a Gen Xer, I, I, I think he was weird, right? Or a baby boomer or whatever. It's, it's bizarre. It's weird. But the really cool thing about uh, millennials is that it's not just about the money for them. They are looking for a big cause, something that's bigger than any one individual. And if you can help them feel fulfilled at work, you'd be amazed at how loyal they become. Uh, to you, to your organization, uh, and uh, uh, it's really—I uh, mean, it's—it's it's an amazing time uh, because what is it by the year 2025, 75% of the workplace will be filled with millennials, people who don't just care about money but also care about a a a, a purpose, uh, a cause that's bigger than any one individual. Uh, it's just a great opportunity for everybody.
1: Yeah, it's. it's- There's a lifestyle focus uh, than just going to work 40 hours a week, right? Yeah. So, I mean, and and what you said about um, providing, I forget the word you use, but along the lines of of providing support for them coming in is kind of along the lines of what we've talked about in the past about how to teach new people because we can't teach new people the way we taught people 30 years ago. Because thirty yeah. years ago, if someone didn't listen, we just put a boot in their ass and, and and told them to move on. Now you can't put a boot in someone's ass anymore. It, it just doesn't work. That the times have have changed. And and going going back to connecting on an emotional level with a customer, I, I believe that is your true way into creating a relationship, is on the emotional level. Once you create the relationship, when when someone else comes along and says, hey, um, you, I want you to um, maybe think about using someone else and here's my company and we charge this and we're a little bit less than that guy over there. But if you've already got an emotional connection with that customer, maybe they might save $500 a year on, on maintenance costs or, or $300 on that install. But because they have an emotional connection with you already, they don't care about pricing so much at that point some people might some people that are real on the cheap might but some people they'd they'd rather use the person they feel connected with right and, and, and I see that happen all the all the time like I've seen I've been I've been <laughs> at um, uh, buildings where someone will come in with a binder in their hand business cards and they'll be like can I speak to the maintenance uh, department because we want to propose a contract for this or that and I just sit there with a smile on my face and the lady's like Nope, we have contractors. Sorry, you're gonna have to um, move on, right? So it's because we've connected on a commotional, le- an emotional level with them, and they just refuse anybody at the door that might be coming in. They don't even want to hear from them, and and that that that's awesome. And I think if we all implement that in our customer relations, we'd all be better technicians. We'd all make more money, right? And and if an owner implemented training for all his technicians he'd make more money as as the, or she would make more money as the owner of that company because everybody is working f- uh, towards the same goal, is pleasing a customer on an emotional level.
0: Right. And it's those three. Number one, do you understand me? Right? Yeah. Do you understand the customer? Do they know that you understand them? Do you show them that you care, that you really sincerely care about them and their needs? And do you reassure them that they have called the right place, that you are the hero, that you are going to come in and you are just going to fix everything? You take care of those emotional needs, the price doesn't matter. You know, the, as a technician, right, and you are, I'm willing to bet that nine times out of ten technicians don't necessarily leave just because of the money. They don't leave an organization just because of money. money. Um, I bet you they leave because, more times than not, because they're not being understood. They don't feel understood. They don't feel like they have a say. Now, if that's true, and I believe it is, uh, the same holds true with the consumer and everybody else. Everybody wants to be understood and everybody wants to be cared about. And if those emotional needs are being met at work in your relationships with uh, homeowners or or with uh, another business owner commercial work, um, the, the, the price doesn't matter why, because they're more, and even when you screw up and you're human, you're going to every once in a while, right? Mm-hmm. It's okay. Why? Because they like you and they're more amiable and they're more flexible and they're easier to deal with. Why? Cause they, they like you. I mean, think about the friends that you work with, uh, and say, you know, that you borrow things with or, or, or they borrow from you. And, uh, it takes them months for their, for them to return that thing that they borrowed. And, you know, finally you send a text and say, Hey, would you mind, you know, bringing that back at some point? And they bring it back and you don't care. You're fine, but if you have no relationship with these individuals. Guess what? You're not fine. You're really upset. Why? Cause you don't like them.
1: Yep. 100%. Yeah. Gosh,
0: all about likability. So again, those three, and we, we teach eight principles, positive attitude, confidence, listening skills, empathy, always saying yes, focusing on what you can do, never what you cannot do, um, asking the right questions, finding out what's missing, what's the right answer, and then responding accordingly, creating unique value for each customer, and being grateful. But if we were just to narrow it down to three, it'd be those three, it'd be I show them you're listening, show them you care, reassure them they've called the right place, you do those things, um, everything's gonna be a whole lot easier
1: for you so before i I want to ask you um'cause because you have a website and information where you where we can go to find more of of your training and, and what you do but i do I do want to ask you this so I put out a post on social media a few days ago basically saying you are a brand, so everybody this day and age as far as i'm concerned everybody's a brand and and one yeah. of the one of the things that I said in the post is that Brands – think Think of the, the most successful brands in the world and, and what they do is they, they emit positivity, they positive energy. Their message is always consistent and they transcend like age and race and culture and sex and, and all of that. They transcend it all. And, and if everybody was to make a decision like they were a brand trying to represent themselves to everybody – that their decisions would be a lot better. And I had some, I had a, <laughs> one guy, he said, I'm not a brand. He's like, I'm a husband. I'm a technician. I'm a dad. And I'm like, well, that's, that's awesome. That's your brand. That's who you are. I mean, yeah. And and, yeah. and we had this long argument. I'm like, just listen, your brand is who you are as a person. I'm not saying you walk around with a, a shirt with a, with a symbol on it and a name on it all day long. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just really, like, it, just, just imagine your brand when you go out. And then I, I looked up a, a definition. It was basically saying that that's what it is. A brand is just a perception that people have of of you. So if you want people to have a positive perception of you, you need to um, have a positive brand, right? Yeah. Self brand.
0: Uh, I. Well, here's the thing we we weren't we weren't uh, I don't I don't know if we were going to talk about this or not, but I've got a book coming out in uh, on September seventeenth. Okay. my second book. It's called Patterned After Excellence. Um, there will be an audible version available. <laughs> so um, uh, for those uh, that uh, don't like or, or don't like or don't have the time to sit down and read a book, they can listen to it while they're driving yeah, around. Audio, audible um, books
1: are, are awesome. I, I actually, because I start books, sorry to cut you off, I start books, and then I get, I get like a few, few chapters in, I put it down, and, then, and that's it because I just – by the time I get home and do all my stuff and just my eyes are too tired to read so an audible book while driving would be huge
0: yeah so it's going to be great Um, but uh, the first book was based on the pattern for excellence and using those principles and human human interactions to connect and uh, and uh, win over the customer on an emotional level that's the first book the second book focuses in on um, on what's interesting Uh, interestingly enough it focuses in on you, as a human being. And look, you're Gary, you're absolutely right. You, every individual, is a brand. Uh, uh, especially when you find yourself on social media, and, and people share pictures, by the way. Every time you take a picture, or somebody takes a picture of you, they connect you to that picture, and everybody either likes or dislikes that picture. Guess what? Whether you like it or not, you're a brand. Yep. And uh, you may never be on Facebook, but if you are, if your picture is ever taken, trust me, somebody is posting that picture somewhere—Twitter, uh, Facebook, maybe even LinkedIn—and and they're connecting you to that. And everybody's looking at that picture and giving it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Guess what? Your brand mm-hmm. get over it. Yep. So that that's that's number one. Number two, the book, because um, uh, you mentioned. Uh, what are you doing? You know, the question is, Is what are you doing with your brand? What, what do you want people to see? Uh, and I would suggest uh, it's important for you to be authentic. Now, if you're afraid of what people will see if you are your true self, your authentic self, I want you to to ask yourself, is that who you want to be? Are you proud of what you are as a person? And uh, if you're not, um, but I would, I would, I would, uh, I would, um, I guess end this answer with the same way I started in the beginning, which is it is all about truth and human tendencies that keep us from following those truths, positive attitude instead of negativity. That's truth. Uh, confidence here's what's interesting about confidence you've got to have it you've got to have it in the home you've got to have it in your commercial work the customer needs to see that you're a very confident person the problem with confidence is, is that if you're not careful it can morph into uh, Cockiness. To ego yeah. oh. yes yeah. exactly yeah. and and that's the human tendency and so, so we have these human tendencies and we also have uh, truths that combat those human tendencies um, and when we follow truth, what's what that hard right instead of the easy wrong, what happens is we win a moment. And then when we compile these moments that we've won, we become better people and we improve our brand. So uh, the long answer to your short question is, is yes, we are brands. And if we don't like what others are seeing, if we don't like what we see, more importantly – uh, it's time to sit down and write down what we believe. What, what do we know is true? And, and, uh, I give examples in the book. Um, I've already gone over two: positivity versus negativity, confidence versus ego. Um, f- thirdly would be, uh, forgetting. We have a tendency to forget lessons that we learn and we find that we have to learn them over and over again. And we kick ourselves over and over and over again. Um, and that's the human tendency, forgetfulness. And the truth that combats that is is we need to remember and we need to listen. Um, I'll give you one example of that. Have you ever heard of uh, Service Titan?
1: Yes. Yes, I have. Okay.
0: So – I've got a, um, and this is a crazy thing, but I've got a, a family that works with me. I know that this doesn't happen in this industry, right? Nobody's got a family member that works for them in this industry. Of course, everybody does. But uh, I, too, have a family member. I've got a little brother that works with me, and he's my little brother. And the problem with having a little brother work with you is that it's very, very difficult to listen to him. Right, without kind of pushing it aside or the idea aside. Well, anyway, 10 years ago, I was at an event, and we were across from Aura and Vahe, the founders uh, and the CEO and president of, of uh, Service Titan. And uh, we get along great. We always have gotten along great. But we're on these two booths, you know, looking at each other, and, and Nathan says to me, my little brother, he says, this Titan going places, Brigham. We need to, we need to, we need to connect with that Like blue. We need to stick with these guys. And uh, you know, Vi, these, these guys are my friends, man. We we connect great, um, but I just didn't see a 1.2 billion dollar organization. But my little brother saw it from the beginning, saw it from the beginning. And but when he said it, I brushed it off. Uh, and I'm having to learn that lesson over and over again. Learning to listen when people speak, learning to pay attention, not brushing it aside. Just because it's not my idea doesn't mean it's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. And, and I need to be open to that. So again, truth over human tendency creates winning moments. And that's what the book's all about.
1: That's very cool. And, and what's the book called again?
0: Patterned After Excellence, Pattern. coming out on September 7th
1: Cool. So where um, where can where can people go have uh, a gander at it? Yeah, it'll be on Amazon, My Amazon. and it'll be on Audible.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. it'll be on Audible by the end of the month, so end of September, so it's going to be great.
1: Cool, cool. So some of some of your your training and stuff that you do, you also have a site where people can go and check that out as well, right?
0: Yeah, so we have a ton of, of online trainings uh, as well as in-person trainings um, uh, and, and coaching uh, for technicians. But maybe a good way to start is to do our 30-day 30, thirty day challenge. Uh, and uh, if you go to PowerSellingPros.com, so just P-O-W-E-R-S-E-L-L-I-N-G-P-R-O-S.com, PowerSellingPros.com, um, and you'll find our 30 day challenge on there. And um, I did uh, uh, learn my lesson from last time and, and uh, pulled up uh, pricing. But uh, for three technicians, the 30 day challenge is just over $600. And the price goes down from there, depending on how many technicians are in it. So if you've got 12 technicians that are in it, it'll go down to like 500 bucks. But here's what's really cool about the 30 day challenge. It is 10 minutes every day, that reminds and teaches you the human-to-human skills you need uh, when you go into the customer's home. So uh, it's just a little video each day. You know, you start each day with a little video. It comes to you in your email. Here's day one, here's day two, here's day three. The video, and then it's got a questionnaire underneath, uh, just some content that reminds you and teaches you and reinforces what was taught in the video. Um, but it's really cool. It's all the rage right now. People are, are uh, buying it left and right. That
1: is very very cool. So, so this this was a great conversation, and I hope that any technicians listening learned, and I hope some business owners out there might be willing to say, "Hey, maybe my maybe my guys or maybe my techs." I will say guys just because I'm so used to saying guys, but female, yeah, yeah. females as well can get um, some human skills. Some people are naturally good at this already some people need to work on it um so it's very cool that 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 you're doing this kind of stuff and and teaching people how to be better reactors with other other humans so awesome man brigham it's been a great conversation whenever somebody gets upset when i'm in a discussion with them online i've started to uh a while ago some sometimes if i'm having a bad day i'll I'll go back at them. Sometimes, okay? I used to do that a lot when I first started HVAC Know-It-All. And uh, it's something that I decided, like, I can't can't do this anymore. I can't just be arguing with everybody. I need to ease up on that because I can't take it personally. If I'm going to create this social media project that has thousands of people, you know... (laughs) I can't be arguing with people all the time it's it's draining okay Um, and that's not how I want to portray myself because that's not how I am in real life I don't argue with anybody right I try to get along with with everybody customers the same so once in a while if somebody starts getting into it and just the other day someone said (laughs) someone said yeah you think you know you think you know AC lol and I'm like well I could start arguing with this guy or I could just offer him a hug and that's what I did <laughs> I offered him a hug and then I put a little hug giphy in there g-i-f a gif and uh, he put a heart symbol beside it so what Brigham was talking about people love positive energy right that could have that could have escalated into some crazy argument but because I offered a hug and then through a visual of two men hugging each other and then he put a heart symbol beside it. it just put a smile on my face right so almost in a way me and that guy I'm not gonna say his name we we connected on that emotional level and we probably both had a laugh and a smile on our faces when we were reading through and responding so anyway guys that was very interesting Brigham thank you very much I really appreciate it I'm out guys and as always, happy H tracking.